Welcome to another exciting episode of the Leaders of Atlanta podcast, connecting you to prominent leaders, thinkers, and influencers in the city to help you to become the leader that you are called to be. Now here is your host and leadership development expert, Zach Hudson. Well, hello there, leaders. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Leaders of Atlanta podcast, where you're going to be able to hear from Atlanta's top leaders and learn about the companies or the causes that they're tied to. Today's episode features Mark Gorlin, the CEO and founder at Rody. Rody is an on-the-way delivery service that connects people with stuff to send to drivers already heading that way. Mark and the team have secured $62 million in funding since their launch in 2015. In a lot of ways, they're just getting started. They're consistently adding more retailers, more big businesses to help those organizations meet their same-day delivery needs. But they're also very well connected to the individual like you and I, helping us get our stuff from point A to point B, leveraging drivers just like you and me who are already on the way from one point to another. I think you're really going to enjoy our show with Mark today. He has a ton of practical advice that he's going to share, as well as some very memorable stories from his times of growing multiple tech companies here in the city. So sit back and enjoy our time with Mark. Well, Mark, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. I really appreciate you being on with us. Thank you, Zach. I'm pleasure to be here. Yeah, great. So we're going to jump right into it today. So let's talk about your journey as a leader as people are getting to know you. So you pick the point in history that, that begins that, but tell us that journey of growth in your own personal leadership walk to kind of where you are today. I feel like in some ways I was kind of born into it. My dad was an entrepreneur growing up and gave me some of the most uh, counterintuitive advice you would imagine, uh, much to the chagrin of my friend's parents, which was uh don't get a job, find a deal. Um, (laughs) so with the logic being, you know, you go get into jobs and you get, you know, you get, you get promoted and you do that, but it's easier early on in your career to take a risk. If you don't have a spouse, you don't have a mortgage, you don't have a car payment to go and try something. So I grew up with that sort of mindset and six months out of college, started my first company, PGP went from there to starting a recruiting firm. Uh, and in the midst of that, started a company called Vertical One here in town that we sold to uh, S1. Um, actually spent about seven years taking care of my grandmother until she was 100 years old. Yeah. And post that, started a company called Cabbage with a couple other folks yep. uh, in 2009, which yeah. is done great and you know about five years ago started roadie yeah so, that's great yeah so I actually, I basically i can't keep a job <laughs> cabbage is on one of our earlier shows you can go check that out i think it's episode three i think we spent some time with amy zimmerman the head of people over there now so awesome. great organization there amy was around since the beginning i know i know she was we had a great show with her and her dog too was hanging out with us that day as well so so I was looking at the the story of Rody and Mark. I think it's a it's almost this movie quality piece of of a story. I want you to share. I don't want to take your thunder away, but share with our listeners kind of the story of how Rody started, the idea that manifested into where we're sitting in an office today. Well, it's actually a 
personal issue I was having with uh, home improvement. Um, I've got a condo down in Perdido Key, Florida, if, yeah. you, if you know where that is. I know you're a Louisiana yep. guy. If you've been to the Floribama, it's close. Um, <laughs> and uh, we found out that the developer didn't put tiles underneath or didn't put uh, pans underneath the master bathroom showers in the building. Yeah. Somebody's unit leaked into six units. It was a huge pain for everybody. But then the liabilities for everybody in the building, so you need to replace that that uh, shower. Yeah. So I decided to make mine nicer and put tile in. So it was a Thursday in February of 2014. It was tile day. So I drive down to the beach. I get to Montgomery, Alabama, have lunch, get back in the truck, and I get a call from Glenn, who is the tile guy. Now, Glenn's from UCLA, if you know where that is. Yeah. No, it's not that one. It's, <laughs> it's actually the upper corner of lower Alabama yeah, there you go. and yeah. probably doesn't talk like uh, anybody here or anybody <laughs> in the studio. And the call literally goes like this. He's like, hey, Mark, this is Glenn, that bullnose tiled and shown that broken his shit. Ain't going to be here till overnight delivery, which is on Monday. And I'm just sitting there. Because it's tile day. It's tile day. I'm like, I'm going to get nowhere. I mean, overnight delivery was Friday because it's Thursday, not not Monday. So I'm going to get nowhere with Glenn. So I'm like, where is the tile? Sure. He said, well, I think it's in Birmingham, which is about an hour and a half north of Montgomery. So I said, fine. I, fine, if it's there, I hang up. I'm irritated sitting at the overpass of I-65, Montgomery, Alabama. And I look left, see all these cars going south. I look right, and I see all these cars going north. And I think to myself, you know, there's bound to be somebody leaving Birmingham right now heading to Montgomery. And if I just knew who they were, surely they'd throw a box of tile in their truck. Sure. I'd give them 20 bucks. They're coming this way anyway. It's probably <laughs> someone going all the way down the beach, and I can be a couple Coronas in by the time they get there. <laughs> and that's when it hit me that there's this massive transportation heat map that exists just around all of us. More yeah. vehicles than UPS, FedEx, the post office, and every courier you can slap together combined. Found out it's 250 million passenger vehicles hit the road every day with over 4 billion cubic feet of excess capacity. So the question that was asked that started Roadie was what would happen if you could put some of that space to use? Sure. And that's what Roadie does is we match up businesses and regular folks and small business with stuff to send with drivers that are already heading in the right direction. Yeah, yeah I love that because it's one of those classic, dang it, I should have thought about that myself. <laughs> We, we got right? we got our yeah. fair share of those the, 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 those emails. I didn't know what to do with them for a while, and I'm I finally sure. somebody suggested the best response, which is like, "Thank you for your note. Great minds think alike. There Please I, download the app." <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let's talk about uh, so, Rody. Why does Mark? Why does Rody land right here in Atlanta, or why do you stay here? So you've done cabbage. You've done some other stuff that's here in Atlanta, but. What draws you to the city? What's what's important about this city to you, or and maybe some of the things that you're involved with or Rody's involved with? Sure. I mean, there's I'm a native Atlantan, so it's there's plenty. There's been plenty of opportunities to move to the West Coast. There are VCs that tried to get us to move to the West Coast sure. for cabbage, and then we just wouldn't do it. Um, there's something about the spirit of Atlanta that just nurtures companies in a different way. It's more affordable way of life. It's a little bit more sane than our friends out on the West Coast. <laughs> Within roadies specifically and logistics, um, Atlanta's got a long history as a hub of logistics in America, dating back to even the 1800s when the Trans-American Rail- Railway was born here. And it was called Terminus back then. And it was ground zero for the nation's transportation network. Sure. And it's pretty cool that today it's home to like logistics giants like Delta and UPS and now Rody where we're all working together to try to build what the transportation infrastructure looks like over the next yeah. many decades. Yeah. So um, I love it here. I'm it's a great city. <laughs> great place yeah. to be. 
So let's dive into, Mark, some of your own personal leadership journey a little bit more. So let's talk about maybe some advice that you would give to somebody going into leadership for the first time. Um, there's all sorts of things that you learn usually by screwing it up. Um, but <laughs> one, one, one line that I love that sort of subsumes a lot of it is the woodpeckers inside the boat can often do more harm than the storm outside. Okay. When you, when you have a company, there's a lot of things you worry about, you know, is your product right? What's a competition going to do? Is the price right? And all that sort of stuff. But what you'll find is I, we don't really worry too much about the competition or everything else. It's the people inside the boat. If they're drilling holes, I mean, the boat's going to sink from the inside and that is somewhat poisonous. Sure. So figuring out and making sure you've got the right people inside the company um, and that they're happy and that you don't have toxicity and you, and you have the right apples is, is so important to, to move things along because it really can't anchor a company more than any outside threat ever would. Um, and you get there with, with trust is sort of the key. Um, we try to be super transparent both within the company. Sure. You don't just tell people this is what we're going to do, but you try to explain why. Because they feel sort of a shared purpose when you give the why as well. And I think that translates even into the Roadie app. If you look on the app, you're going to see what it is you're delivering from who, say Home Depot, you know, to where, when's it need to be there by, and what you're going to get paid. Versus another service, you sort of find out after the fact. So we've tried to instill that trust and transparency, yeah. not just throughout inside the company, but also to the people we serve, which are the folks that send things and are 150,000 plus drivers across the country. Yeah. You know, I think that's great because you're right. That, that buy-in piece, right? So the why, why does it matter for them wherever they are, whether they're an engineer or working with marketing or something else? Why is the big project that Rody's working on your leadership when you're giving out an, uh, a, a project or something to work towards? Why does it matter to them? And that helps create that buy-in. Yeah, I see that for sure. Um, yeah, they might, you might not think it, they need to know, but they do. It's not sure. just, we're going to go do this deal, but why, why right. would we do something like this? Why would we go deliver in a small town? Yeah. Maybe it's for a big client. It's not that hard to tell and over communicate and be more transparent. There's a tendency sometimes to not do that. But I found when you do that, everybody feels like they're more in the boat with oh, you sure. and, they, and they row more in the same direction. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some common leadership traits that you look for? Speaking of your team, you look for in your team as you're onboarding new people to roadie. Um, it's, uh, it, it, it's interesting because you, like I said, I can't keep a job. So I usually want to make starting <laughs> companies. So there's different people in different stages of companies that, that sometimes are better suited, but in, in sort of the startup environment, um, it, it's 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 sort of what I try to teach my kids is you, you you want people who are figure it outers, you want folks that whatever kind of the problem is that come up whether they've seen it before or not, they don't get flustered. They just keep staying positive until they figure it out. Another trait which is sort of tangent to this is people that run at problems. Everybody knows folks when they hear a problem, they're like, oh, we're gonna get best and try to go around. I want people <laughs> See to you later. If yeah. it's a wall with a door, <laughs> I want people to either like have the key, pick the lock, blow up the wall, go under the wall, go I don't care. You want figure outers sure. that run at problems that 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 do it. Um, um, you also uh, you know you also want to hire leaders and within the team that can empower other people. Um, it's not about me. I mean, I work for everybody here and everybody here needs to know when they bring on people it's to do stuff that they can't do or sure, can't do as yeah. well. 
Um, and sometimes that's hard because people want to hold on too tight. So empowering folks to do it because startups are hard. You're going to get punched in the face like five times in a day <laughs> with stuff that because you're starting something from scratch sure. and you got to wake up the next morning and be like, hey, I want to go do that again. Yeah. And probably the most important one is you really want to find people that, for lack of a better way to say it, practice equal opportunity kindness. So how does somebody treat the waiter versus somebody that can do something for them, you know, within a company or otherwise? Because yeah. those are the folks that when it gets hard and it gets tough, you know, you know, their, their soul is right. And they're going to be good people that get through easy. Easy times are easy to get through. It's harder times. Oh, than sure. So finding the people that run at those problems, finding the people who can figure it out and figure and finding people that are kind to everybody along that journey just it makes it makes life a lot more pleasurable yeah. when, when you do something as hard as startup. Yeah, we I, I spent some time in the military and we talk about that concept. We call it improvise, adapt, and overcome. Is what we called it. And it's you you run into a problem, you don't run away from it. Number one, <laughs> exactly. but you look at your resources, you you know you improvise a solution, you adapt to that environment, and then you overcome that and you make a, a new whatever that that be, needs to be of a new standard or a new oper way to operate or whatever else to the new environment that's changing around you. So that's uh, so yeah, you be, you've got some military uh, kind of thought streaming in the back. You may not even know of, so <laughs> just seeing what's work. Our COO is former military. Oh, there so you he, go. He, yeah. He likes all this stuff. <laughs> well, very cool. So what are you, uh, what is something that you wish maybe you learned sooner in your leadership walk, or maybe that you learned along the way as you were starting a, several new companies um there's a couple actually and and they're kind of diametrically opposed so it's going to seem sort of okay. weird yeah. one is don't suffer fools if you know something is wrong um deal with it usually when you think about employees you want to you want to hire slow and fire fast sure if you know something's a problem if you know something's toxic it's really hard sometimes to make that decision for everybody nobody wants to do that um but overall, you're going to get to the same conclusion. You could do it sooner, and it's often better for everybody. Sure. So um, do that and try to pick the right people. I sit in still to this day almost all of the interviews here or everyone that I can when I'm in town because it's important to sort of have that culture check on folks. Yeah. The other thing is, is somewhat, somewhat opposite that is sometimes, though, you have to let fires burn. When things are going on and you don't know which way they're going to work out and everybody's like, ah, oh, there needs to be this decision now, sometimes letting fires burn is a good thing to see how it breaks out because the madness of needing to decide right now um, is maybe it's not as bad as it seems and you sure. learn more given a little bit more time with a situation or a problem that's in front of you. Yeah. Sometimes um, people need to develop or a situation needs to develop more, right, to get a better, clearer picture understanding, yeah. Yeah, and, you, and you've got to... And you've got to um, I think I've got this one. Uh, it would have been nice to know it earlier, but just how hard starting something from nothing is and all the different things that come up. It's just really, really hard. So it doesn't mean you don't do it. It just means you don't let it get you down sure. um, as you're going through it. Because so many different things wrong. There's not a whole lot of folks in your corner when you, when you do a startup. Um, oddly, a lot of people like have this who aren't doing it might not want it to work so you, and plenty of people tell you your baby is ugly you just need to ignore <laughs> all of that and actually uh and actually um like i said you get punched in the nose five yeah. times a day you get up the next day and like come on give it to me again yeah so how do you build up that that kind of uh mental fortitude if you will or you know that emotional barrier to be able to weather those kind of storms um 
I think experience helps somewhat when you see certain things go wrong and see everything that you think was like the end of the world decision at some point. And then, you know, four weeks later, you're still fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you just sort of, and it, you've gotten through it. So it tends to make you a little more chill regardless of the, you know, code red alert emergency sure. that, that's coming in. But it also lets you sort of, uh, look at it with a little bit clearer head than sometimes everybody else is. I mean, you talked about military, the whole fog of war thing. Sure. It's the same thing in companies. Something happens and people are like concerned or whatever. No good decisions are made in that environment. Right. You've got to chill and look at like long-term, short-term, how does it affect it? And sometimes you just need to give it a, give it a minute to, uh, to look at it, but you've got to kind of take a step back from it and, and, and see what, really see what it actually looks like without any of the, the, the drama and sure, yeah. in, in your mind about it. Yeah. You know, that's, that's great advice. Yeah. Having that emotional intelligence to understand that, uh, past the heat of the moment, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah great. And that's part of the letting the fires burn. Sometimes sure. you do that, gets you to a place where you're capable of making a better decision. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. So what are a few lessons, uh, or maybe some best advice that you've ever received from mentors or maybe a, uh, investors or just people outside the work environment. Um, there's a number of them, um, that I, I, I like one of the, one of the lessons that I, especially in, um, in the startup world is perfect is the enemy of done. Okay. So there, if you wait for things to be perfect, you're never going to get product shipped. You're yeah. never going to get things out. You're never going to get things out. And sure. oftentimes it's fine making a bad decision. It's easier to go back and change that than all the hand wringing that it takes to get there. So while certain things you want to be perfect, good is good enough. In a lot of cases, if you're trying to iterate on a product and move on, otherwise you're going to be way slower than the competition. Yeah. Um, another is, uh, it's okay to make decisions with imperfect information. You're never going to have perfect information. And everybody knows the people that, well, I don't know about this or what about that. Um, starting things is never like that. I know a lot of folks that have started their own business that have talked to me about it. And they're like, I've got the business plan. I've got all this. And like, what should I do? And I was like, you should start. <laughs> you, <laughs> you should go. go. <laughs> exactly. Because that, but that is a big impediment. So yeah. you, you're never going to get perfect information. Even if you do, you're going to make an imperfect decision sometimes. Yeah. So don't sweat it and get what you can and make things as fast, make decisions as fast as you can. And you know, there's a, there's value in, in the grind and getting going and knowing that, you know, along that way, you're going to bump into answers that you would not have gotten on if you hadn't, you know, been in that before. Yeah. Um, there's also one that I, that I keep in mind. I don't know if you know the, uh, um, Andy Stanley here in town, but, yeah. but he, I heard one of his stories he told about always doing for one. He was, he was, this was years ago that he, uh, he was in his office about 400 people and someone had written him a note. was like, really, you know, I could use a, a paper cutter on my floor. Um, and it was like, you know, it was a you know, secretary on one of the, the floors. And of all the things he had with 400 people and 400 you know employees to deal with, one of the things he didn't probably need to be worrying about is paper cutters. Sure. But, you know, he, he got an assistant to get one and then he had it wrapped up and brought it to her. And it was like, here, I hope this makes your job a little easier. So among all the things that you always wind up doing, it's important to know that you can always do for one. You can always try to find somebody mm. that given the list of priorities might not be at the top 
that you can go and do that for. Yeah. And that also translates into product as well. You know, you have these big things like rewrite the app or whatever these big things are. You've got to do, I call them sprinkles on the products that you've got to be able to do these sprinkles as well. Um, because if you just take the, the biggest chunks of meat that you're going to do, you're never going to get any of, of the stuff that just makes your app delightful that might not need to be there, you know, but really lights up people sure. who, who wind up using it. Yeah. So. That's great. That's some great stuff. Yeah, I was uh, I was thinking about what you were talking about the the start piece, and that really applies to <coughs> excuse me a lot of things outside, even just work. I have a lot of people that ask about podcasts and they want to get the the mics right, the art right, the music right, and I'm like just just start. And that's to, to your point. It could be anything really. It could be work related or hobby related or anything in between of just starting. It could be exercising. I need to exercise. We're at the top of the year. I need to get fit and do whatever. Well, just start you don't have you we put a lot of mental barriers between us and, and our goals sometimes that are unnecessary absolutely yeah uh so what is a maybe a behavior or a trait that you have seen derail a leader's career um it's usually hubris or arrogance that, yeah. that tends to do it and in certain cases that can work you think about a Steve jobs who by most accounts wasn't all that pleasant <laughs> sure. to be around but yeah. is so brilliant and has such a point of view and taking a vision and a product to somewhere that it definitely works and people are attracted to that. Um, you know, you got to sort of be your own style, but you know, you've got to, you've got to be able to turn people loose to do what they're good at. That's why you hire marketing people to market, salespeople to sell, development people to develop. Um, I don't have expertise in any of these particular areas. Sure. I can call BS on a lot of them pretty <laughs> effectively, but, sure. uh, but by no means, um, know how to do these jobs near what the folks who, you know, you, you work hard to recruit and pay to come in and do these. Yeah. So you got to let people do their jobs and do it. And your job is to block, you know, to take any blocks they have and get them out of the way. Yeah. Um, so, but that, that sort of arrogance doesn't sort of help when you think you, when you think you know everything. And if you do that to good people who have great ideas, you know, they're going to wind up leaving. I mean, Rody. You know, I had the idea in 2014 when, when, when the tile was broken and we launched the app in 15. So this year from the app coming out, we're coming up on our fifth year anniversary. All the great ideas from Rody aren't going to come from me anymore. Sure. They're going to come from all the people that are, you know, in this building. So, um, it's my job to make sure that those, those ideas get heard and voiced and you know, everybody's best idea wins. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So what is a one characteristic that you believe that every leader should possess as they lead themselves well and lead others? Um, I'll give you a twofer on this. Okay. One. All right. So I'll take it. One, one we've talked a lot about is like just humility. You need to stay grounded by listening to your team and knowing that someone else might have the best idea. Yeah. And, um, finding that answer is critical. And if the best idea really wins, you need to be open to hearing all of that. Um, the other is humor. Um, and if you're kind of having fun within a company, everybody else will too. And it's, it's, it, it breaks things up in a way that tends to let people relax and their best ideas come out. So, you know, like if you're, if, if you're working out and, and, and your muscles about to like die and, and you just got, you're just <laughs> at the end of it, but you take a little break sure, and then you can, you know, oh, yeah. you can do more setups, mm-hmm. you can do more pushups. Um, it, when you take a break between those reps and breathe, you can do more. 
I think humor does the same thing in an organization. Oh, Everybody's sure. serious about what they're doing, but when you make fun of whatever it is and then they laugh, they kind of relax. Their muscle relaxes. Yeah. Their brain relaxes. And better ideas can come. Humor is the rest between reps yeah. in a company. And it allows your brain to reset and probably come back uh, better. Yeah, no, I uh, I can tell you lived that out. I saw Nerf guns that was coming in today, so that was a <laughs> that was a fun thing of those kind of mental breaks, right? And just to uh, yeah, let yourself have some fun. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate that that insight as well. So tell our listeners about where they can find you, where they can find the company, all those great things. Sure. So roadie.com, R-O-A-D-I-E, just like the roadies of the road, where the idea came from, safely getting bands, instruments from town to town or gig to gig. That's why we have gigs. You can also go on the uh, App Store um, if you've got an iPhone, or you can go on Google Play with an Android and download the roadie delivery app, which is pretty exciting. We're we're, um, officially releasing uh, within the next four weeks a new uh, delivery app. So the culmination of... Four we you know basically four years of seeing what works well for senders and drivers yeah. and all of that sort of smarts is going into the new app so we're excited to get it in everybody's hands yeah very cool mark thank you so much for hanging out with us gosh a treasure trove of leadership knowledge you may have to go back and listen to it a few times i think to get everything because there was so much in there so thank you for sharing your heart mark thank you for just being a great leader in this city for contributing to new companies in the city and adding value to others Thank you so much for having me. This is Ball. Oh, Take care. Well, I hope you enjoyed our show today with Mark Gorlin. And man, was there not a lot of good information that he gave us there. So if you need to go back, give it another listen or two or three, however many you need uh, to make sure you get every good little bit of practical advice that he gives. I wanted to highlight three of those leadership tips that he gave us today. So the first one is to practice equal opportunity kindness. And I love this because... Mark uses this to get a good sense on how authentic, how trustworthy a member of his team is. And so how do you treat the person that works across the office or maybe two levels below you? Is that different from how you treat your boss? And are those two different from how you treat somebody like a waiter or a waitress or someone in the service industry? He's looking for the consistency across your full, your full day and how that speaks to your authenticity as a leader a person, and your level of trustworthiness. The second tip is a step out of the heat of the moment when you need to make big decisions. Mark refers to this on several different occasions during the show as letting the fires burn. And so what he means is give it space. Let it play out. Maybe that person just needs that extra time for their plans to come to fruition. Maybe they need a, a little step out of their comfort zone to stretch them as a leader instead of stepping in when we want to sometimes. So let things play out when they can and when it makes sense. The last tip comes from the very end of the show. Harness the power of humor in your leadership with others. And you know, even though we didn't talk about it to the end, it actually plays out through the whole show. You, you listen to Mark and I go back and forth, and you can tell that humor is something that we both appreciate and both enjoy uh, in our own leadership walks. So leverage humor to give your team a break during those heavy and hard moments. They need a breather. He talks about uh, likening humor to taking a break between reps of working out. That you, you push hard, you push hard, and that break makes all the difference so that you can keep pushing and growing. And that's what humor allows you to do with your team from time to time. Uh, it gives them a mental break, a physical break sometimes too, and just a way to kind of change it up a little bit so they can stay fresh and engaged. 
I wanted to thank Mark and his team for hosting me today. And Rhodey is another fantastic example of what happens with great culture and intentionality behind your people. Well, that does it for our show today. Be sure to check us out next time for, I'm sure, another great conversation with a leader here in Atlanta. And until then, grow your leadership and impact your community. (laughs) 